Welcome to Shofar Cape Town South Sermon Podcast. We trust that today's message will edify and strengthen your faith. Everything that she, um, the word that you've laid on her heart for us this morning, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Mr. Reno. Thank you. Thank you. A very good morning to each and every one of you. My name is Kelly, as what Pastor Reno has said. Uh, I send greetings from Singapore, and I send greetings from Worldwide Transformation, and I send greetings from Worldwide House of Prayer to this very lovely country. This is uh, South Africa. Uh, this is my fifth time, I would believe, and uh, my first time coming here, it was on a vacation. And it was one of the best vacations we possibly could have, uh, me and my family. And we drove around South Africa, and uh, we went to, uh, what's that name? Uh, what, Zwali? Uh, Gazwali? I uh, know. Um, uh, we stayed in a round dinner, like a Swaziland. 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 Okay, Swaziland. We went to Swaziland. And then we went to the National Park. Uh, don't ask me what's the name. Yes, we went and stayed in the National Park. And then, so it was such an amazing experience. And never knew later that I'm coming back again to establish the heart of God here. So God is amazing. So when you say go South Africa, I was like not... Really? Is that the place you want me to go? No, but because I had such an excellent experience here. When you say go South Africa, I say here I come, South Africa. <laughs> so God is amazing, always prepare us, doesn't he? I'm sure he does that for each and everyone. He just don't throw you in the cold water like that. But he does it slowly so that you can get accustomed to it, so that you are not surprised in that sense. But again, you will be surprised. Even as you stick a little step of faith, you begin to see his amazing hand of work upon us. Isn't this what we all experience? God is so good, isn't he? Our Father is so, so, so good. And uh, just about last trip, um, I was teaching in uh, using uh, Shofar CBD to do some training session. And so I get to know Pastor DB. And then from Pastor DB, I saw the premise. And so I asked Pastor DB, is there any place here that we can use to establish a watchtower. And he said, you could use our, you know, you could go share this place. But I said, we are looking at 24-7. And so it may not be quite possible. And uh, then he says, then you could contact Pastor Reno. Uh, I'm sure he has some place for you that you can keep, that you can look at. And so I contacted Pastor Reno and then began this journey of exploration of uh, using the farmhouse as our 24-7 watchtower. Initially, I would say 
that there was a little inhibition because of the, uh, the location, because we had in mind having it in the city. But as we pray, as we pray, as we did the training, the Lord in his own way confirmed that this is the place that he wanted for his dwelling place. And so we, here we come. Here we come. And so he spoke to Pastor Reno, and he was most obliging. Such a good pastor you have. <laughs> Such an awesome pastor you have. Such a big heart he has. He was so accommodating. He says, sure, Pastor Kelly, anything you need, just let us know. Just, we are here to serve. We are here to help you. We are here to work together with you. And I want to thank Pastor Liana before she goes up. And this trip, I get to know his family. Pastor Liana. Such an awesome family. Malaya. Uh, Alton. Is that Alton? Oh, yes. And Sien. Such a lovely, lovely, lovely family. And so I'm so grateful to Pastor Reno, Pastor Liana, and the family, and the church, Shofar, for all your excellent hospitality, for all what you have done for us to make it possible for us to establish a 24-7 in this very excellent premise that is so rich of tradition, so rich of history. I've yet to learn more about it because I didn't give Pastor Reno enough time to share with me about this excellent premise. And today I'm so grateful that Pastor Reno gave me some time just to share with you what God has put in our heart. Um, it really goes back all the way to 2011. When I came back from my trip uh, from Taiwan and Japan, I do a lot of on-site prayer going to the nations to pave the way for the king of glory. And before we go there, we normally would have prayed a lot where we are uh, before we step into the nations. And so in 2011, uh, I went to uh, Japan and Taiwan to finish the, the last part of our assignment and uh, for these two nations. And then on my way back, I was asking the Lord, what's next? At that time, I really have a heart to want to establish a prayer room. At that time, it was just a prayer room where different ones can come together and pray for that nations before we go in to pray and take the nations for God. And, uh, and, and then I asked the Lord, what's next, God? And he says, um, do not establish the prayer room until you go to Israel. And I was planning to go to Israel in December because at that time it was probably in June. And uh, I was planning in December but it, because in September I'm bringing my daughter to Florence for her to study there. And I was planning to be there for three weeks. And then my daughter says, Mommy, Mommy, please go back after one week. Because I was telling her that I'm going to be there for three weeks to stay with you, to fit you into Florence. And when she heard that, she said, Mom, why don't you go back after one week? <laughs> Every kid wants to grow up before they are grown up. 
Say, mommy, don't hang around me. You know, it's not cool to have mommy hanging around me. So, mom, why don't you go back after one week? And just before that, I was talking to a pastor, and I say, I'm going to Israel. And she got a little nervous for me because she knew I go to onsite, I will pray. And, and she says, this is not any country, Israel. And so she said, you've got to get in touch with Pastor Tom Hess. And uh, you've got to go there, look him out, and work with him. So I Google who is Pastor Tom Hess. And, and then from there, I knew about the All Nations Convocation. And it fits perfectly well. When my daughter said, Mommy, please go back. That was the time on the second week where they start the convocation. So instead of going home, I could conveniently fly over to Israel, join the convocation, at the end of it, fly back there and tidy up all the things for her. And so in, when I was in Israel for the All Nations Convocation, that was when I received the vision of Worldwide Glory Network Alliance. And what is Worldwide Glory Network Alliance? The Lord gave me three visions. The first vision was a lighthouse on the island of Singapore. And then I see glory going forth and people carrying resources. And the Lord says, this lighthouse is to be propelled by prayer. And it is God's way of saying, go and establish the prayer house. And, and it would be patterned after the tabernacle of David. Harp and bow, 24-7, harp and bow, worship and prayer. And the second vision the Lord gave to me was lighthouses in the nations. And the third vision the Lord gave to me was when these lighthouses are established, connect with the prayer houses in the nations and it will be a canopy of glory, a protection for his people in the end times. After I received that vision, I went up to the cafe and a lady came to me with a card and she says, I felt led to give this card to you. And guess what is on the card? A lighthouse with the glory going. And then I went to join the dance track for the first time. And there was a gentleman standing next to me carrying such a huge banner. Guess again what is on the banner. A lighthouse with his glory going forth. And it is God's way of confirming, confirming, confirming that what you have seen is what I have given to you. And so the Lord then rushed me back to Singapore to establish Worldwide House of Prayer on 11 November 2011. 11, 11, 11, and it was dedicated at 11 a.m. And the dedication meeting ends at 11 p.m. So easy to remember. Everything is 11. <laughs> and it's God's way of transitioning to the 12. And, and so uh, we started uh, Worldwide House of Prayer in 2011, nine hours prayer house. Nine hours continuous. And then it became 12. And in 2016, 
it became a 24-7. Several years ago, Prophet Ron Soccer was having lunch with me. And he said, Kelly, I felt the Lord saying to me that there are seven nations that you will be involved more than just doing on-site prayer. And so I told the Lord, if there are seven continents, I would take it that we will plant a prayer house in each continent. And true enough, seven continents. And so I told my leaders, please pray. Where are the nations in the continents that God would desire to plant a lighthouse? And so we started praying. And at that point of time, I was talking to a leader. And I said, Joy, would you please pray? Where are the nations in the continents that God would have purpose for us to establish the lighthouse? And Joy said, oh, let me write down. Let me write it down. Oh, I said, no need, no need, Joy. So I just pulled a brochure. I said, Joy, the, the, the vision is here. There's no need to write it down. And then my eyes fall on that map, a world map. And on that world map, there was a lighthouse in every continent. And the beautiful thing is that this picture, or not this one, this picture was drawn for me by someone whom I do not know in 2011 November or so. He drew it for me. I don't know how he came to me. And I shared the vision, and he drew the three vision for me. And that vision was the second vision. And then after that, he sent it to me via email. And I seek to connect with him on the email. I could not connect with him. And so the brochure was printed by someone else. And we have printed 5,000 copies of that brochure, but none of us saw it. Until the Lord told me to plant that lighthouse in every continent, did my eyes open and saw that he has already given it to us in 2011. And so in 2019-18, in August, the Lord says, I want you to spend six hours with me every day. And so I spent six hours with him in prayer, in worship, and, uh, and reading his word, in seeking after him. And that was his way to build up my spirit man. And, and he gave me a song then, send your fire, send your rain. Holy oil in Jesus' name. Loose the wind brings heaven's change. Send your fire, oil wind and rain. So I learned how to sing that song and I have a word map in my house and I was praying marching around the parameter circumference of the word map. And on the 27th of August, the Lord said to me, I want you to plant a watchtower in Alaska, in Norway region, in Petroglavos, that little peninsula in Sydney, in Cape Town and in Argentina. And with that on the 20, and so the first question I asked the Lord, Lord, 
at that point of time, I was traveling in the nations doing uh, evangelistic meeting. So I said, Lord, what is it with this evangelistic meeting? He says, put it on the shelf. This is critical. So the only word I remember is critical, is urgent, is critical to establish this six watch tower. And so with that, on the 28th of August, I read in Elijah Lee's, Doug Edison wrote on the 27th of August that he saw a giant key angel taking key bags from people who did not finish the assignment and redistributing the keys. And so I said, oh, that's when I got my assignment. And came 29th of August, as I was prayer marching around the circumference of the world map, and having finished prayer marching, I sat back. And when I sat back, my eyes were suddenly open. And I look at it, I say, isn't Alaska is in the continent of North America? Isn't Norway in the continent of Europe? Isn't this place, which I don't even know the name, in the continent of Asia? Isn't Sydney in the continents of Oceania? Isn't Cape Town in the continent of Africa? And isn't Argentina in the continent of South America? And these the nations of the continents. And I was so amazed amazed. And the Lord specifically tell me, start your journey in January 2019. And, and after the holiday in December, I came back and I started planning. And then I googled Alaska. Then I read, I saw a bit about Alaska, really put fear in me. <laughs> you see husky dogs. Then you see snowmobile. Then you see the snow piling up here. I said, and then you read minus 20 degrees. I said, Lord, surely I come from a plus 20, close to 30 degrees. I, I can't fit into a place that is minus 20 degrees as a star. So I told the Lord, Lord, I think it is a better idea we start with Sydney. You're having summer. By the time I get to Cape Town and go to... Argentina, I go up to Alaska, it will be after summer is autumn, right? Or if by, at that time, it would be the, after a winter, it will be spring, am I right? It will be spring, it will be not so cold. I said, Lord, that is a better idea. He said, no. Then I tried to come here and say, Lord, shouldn't you set up the foundation first before you establish the top? He said, no. Go Alaska. It's the lodge pad. I say, okay, you know, you can't out-argue him. So he said, Lord, okay, okay, I will get in touch with Kathy. And so I got in touch with Kathy. And getting in touch with Kathy was a miracle. I met Kathy in Kwam Ram Cave Theater in Israel. You know, Alaska has a population of only 750,000 people. And to meet an Alaskan is rare. To meet a Christian <laughs> is very rare. 
To meet a coordinator of the pastor prayer movement is next to impossible, unless it's a miracle done by God. And so in that one minute, as I step in, my people ask, normally we don't ask people where you are from. There are only two Caucasian there. And so my leader asks, where are you from? They say, we are from Alaska. Alaska! They all got so excited. And in that one minute, I wrote down her email. And then and with that email, having to go there, I connected with her. And then she said, she was so forthcoming. And with that, uh, she said something that sealed the deal. She said that that shit in August or in whatever, in 2017, said that Peter Wagner said that the prayer movement of the 1990s was birthed from Alaska. And Dutch say that Alaska will birth another worldwide prayer movement. That is why the Lord says that is the launch pad. And so whether it's minus 20, minus 30, Alaska, here I come. And so I went to Alaska, and then the Lord took me from Alaska, Norway, and Petroplavos, and all the other nations, his handprints, his footprints, his miracles, and the meeting the people was at the perfect timing, and what we need to do, everything was so well coordinated by him. And I was asking the Lord as well, Lord, why do you want Worldwide House of Prayer, such a small prayer house in such a small nation of Singapore, to do such a humongous task? And the Lord says, you are to transfer your DNA to this watchtower. And so what are our DNA? We have three DNA, and it's found in 1 Timothy 2, 1, 2, 4. If I could read that So the first DNA is nations. Nations, as you have heard, is the foundation of Worldwide House of Prayer. When Rick Riding came to our prayer house, Rick Riding um, said that the Lord has given you the anointing and the mantle, the mandate to pray for government. And so we prayed for government. And then the third DNA is harvest. Harvest. When we were in uh, Israel and we met Rick Riding, and he says that the Lord has promoted you from a lighthouse to a watchtower. That was in 2018. And you not only got the city gate, but that you will got the harvest of the nation. And so First Timothy 2, 1, 3 says that all men may be saved to the knowledge of God. Right? And so the third was harvest. And so these are the three DNAs. The Lord says you are to transfer to this different watchtower. And, I, and also we ask the Lord, Lord, what are the objectives of this watchtower? And the Lord would say that the first objective is that the sound from the continents will bring endless delight to him, endless pleasure. The sound of worship and the sound of prayer coming from all these continents will bring him endless pleasure. And then the second objective, as I've shared earlier, that it will be a canopy of glory, of protection for his people in the end times. And so with this watchtower being established in this continent, this watchtower will connect with prayer houses, 
in at least a prayer house in each nation, in the continent. And as we are connected, we were like what pastors say, cover each other in prayer. And so we have a website where all these different prayer houses will key in their prayer requests. And when they key in their prayer requests, all the prayer houses of the nations of the world will be praying for her. Like the bushfire in Australia, like the coronavirus in China, the nations, the prayer houses in the nations will lift them up day and night, night and day before God. And it is not just two hours of prayer meeting a week in one place, but that it will be 24-7 lifting up the nations before God. And we know that God will surely hear that. And the third objective would be, before I came to Cape Town, when I was prayer walking, the Lord says the third objective of this watchtower, which we call Worldwide Glory Network, is that you are to pray in revival. You are to pray in the Great Awakening. And so when I came to Cape Town and in a prayer house with a world map on the, the wall, I was just pointing. I said, we are, we, we are asked to establish a watchtower in Alaska, in Norway, and in Petroplavos. And I said, that is the Northern Line. And then I say in Sydney, in Cape Town, and in Argentina, that is the Southern Line. And when I mention that, the key intercessor says, when you say that, I saw the Ark of the Covenant over the nations. And so this is likened to the two poles that the Levite carry the Ark of the Covenant. And so these six watchtowers are likened to the two poles. And so these six watchtowers are likened to the Levite carrying the Ark of the Covenant. And the Ark of the Covenant is his presence, his anointing, his provision, and his glory, which is his revival. And so the Lord confirmed that as he has spoken to me. And so these six different watchtowers. So how do we go about it? So we, as the Lord has given to us, these six watchtowers are very specific in the area that we pray. We pray for Israel, our elder brother. We want to bless them that your nations will be blessed. We will pray for nations in crisis. We will pray for your nations, South Africa, the eight mountains. We will pray for the nations going through election. And then we will pray for revival and the great awakening. And God chose these different nations. As I go to them, they all have a history and prophecy that is released that revival will come through them. 
Like Sydney, Smith Wilkeworth says that revival of the East will come through Sydney. And Cape Town revival, Andrew Murray was that, that says that revival in Africa will come through Cape Town. And Argentina revival already spreading to South America. And Alaska prophecy released that the revival of North America will come through Alaska. Just again, Perry Stone, Dutchies, and Chapiers in their last meeting in October again confirmed that, that the revival from Alaska was spread to the whole of North America. And for Oslo, if you would know that Trahem was known as the Jerusalem of the Scandic nations. And um, as I was there, in all these nations, I see fire. And as I was there, uh, I saw fire from the south going up to the north and spurting it out. And true enough, when I went to the map, I saw Oslo end up with like a little mouth that it will be spurting out of Norway to the nation, to the continent of Europe. And Heidi Baker, one of Heidi Baker's key prophetic leaders, was taken out of the body and he saw that. And he doesn't know where Norway is or, or what that would be, but he saw fire in Norway. And in Petroplavos, um, a man, he was, he, he died, he was taken up, and then as he was taken up, he saw the fire on the whole of Russia coming up from the far east, that river of fire. And so God himself chose all these nations with revival prophecy. And so the fruit of the labor, as I always tell the people, uh, as, as we share with them, that the fruit of your labor pressing in in prayer is that your nations will be revived before you can send the fire out. How could you send a fire, revival fire out if your nations is not revived? And so that is the fruit of your labor. And I always say to the nations, that God has established the watchtower, that it is such a privilege that God has chosen you to be the nations that he established his watchtower. In conclusion, I just want to share this. We all know that 5780 in the Hebrew calendar the picture that, de that depicts that is a picture of a mouth. And that is to say that the declaration, that this is a decade of declaration. And Han Kuhlman will call this decade a decade of difference and a decade of distinction. And all the prophets in the world is looking at this. And James Gore would call this as a new era. 
it's not just a new year. It's not even just a new decade. It's a new era. And what James was sharing was something that we have received in the Global Prophetic Council meeting in 2018, that God is going to pour out his greatest outpouring of his Holy Spirit Amen. that make Acts look like a kindergarten. Amen. So don't stone me. It's not said by me. It's said by them. But I believe it. Yes. I believe it. Because God wants none to perish, but that all be saved. And how can he do that? He need to do it. He need to take it upon himself to do it as he has done in Acts. He need to pour out his spirit in ways that has never been seen before. And so this is prophesied and spoken by Bob Jones. Bob Jones, I think we all know, right? The father, the prophetic father, the father of prophecy. And Bob Jones said that God is going to usher one billion souls into his kingdom. And Paul Cain said, if you would not know Paul Cain, he has also gone home to the Lord to receive his reward. He, also, he always said, stadium, stadium, evangelistic meeting, stadium, stadium, stadium. That it will always be stadium's meeting. And it is not the who and who that is going to run this stadium meeting. It's going to be the nameless, the faceless, and most important, the selfless that is going to conduct such meeting. That as they stand there, before he can even speak forth a word, the Lord will pour out his spirit. And then you will see healing, deliverance, the dumb will hear, the milk will speak, the, 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 the sick will be made well. And you begin to shout. And all this will point to God, that it is God himself who is doing this miracle. And they will run to the altar to accept Jesus. And so Paul Cain would say, stadium, stadium, evangelistic meeting. And James Gore this year was saying that this is a year of crossover. Crossover. That on, according to Joshua 4, that on this side is prophecy of revelation. Prophecy that have been revealed by Bob Jones, by, by Paul Cain. Prophecies, revelation. And we are going to cross over to prophecy fulfillment in this decade. And so I want to encourage each and every one of us, as what Pastor Reno has said, and even as Pastor Liana has said, this is really a new beginning. I felt the words, the Lord says, this is a new beginning. The year of 5870 was the shape of a 
eye is a lot of seeing. As they see, they speak. As they see, they prophesy. And this is the year that we are going to take those prophecy of old and we are going to decree and declare that into being. The Lord surely is coming soon. I always knew, even in 2017, when I attended the submit, that we are in the last hour. We are we're hearing that for a while. We are living in the last hour of the last day. Not just the last day, but the last hour of the last day. And I, I, I know that for years. And in 2017, the Lord says, I'm coming soon. And last year when I was preaching in Sydney and uh, challenging them to, to leave their all for God, abandoning and not uh, just embracing what the word tell us to do, but what God tell us to do. And as I was preaching, the Lord then spoke to me. I am already at the doorstep. And let me just um, rewind a little bit. When I was in Sydney in, in May last year, I was in a prayer house. I was prostrating on the floor. And I heard the Lord say, I'm coming sooner, sooner, sooner than you expect. Raised up for me a brighter army. A brighter army is one that is in intimacy with him. And out of that intimacy, you war for him. You, you war for him. He said, raised up a brighter army. Soldiers of prayer. Watchmen are soldiers of prayer. Raise up for me a brighter army. Out of that intimacy, they are soldiers of prayer. And so the Lord says, I'm coming sooner, sooner, sooner than you expect. And so I speak that forth, and then Pastor Cynthia then confirmed that word that several weeks ago when they have open meeting, that was exactly what the Lord says to raise up an army of warrior with priestly and kingly anointing to do his mighty work. And then going forward again in December last year when I was speaking in the church, the Lord says, I'm already at the doorstep. At the doorstep. And, and so I, I, the Lord says, warn my people. I'm already at the doorstep. And then one of my watch leaders asked me, who went with me uh, to, yeah. And she asked me, said, Pastor Kelly, what does that door represent? What is this door? He's already at the doorstep wanting to open. So what is holding him back? And so I asked the Lord, Lord, what is holding you back? What does that door mean? And the Lord says, it's that one billion souls. When that one billion soul is up, 
he will open the door and he will come in. He will come in. And so we are really, 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 really very close to God, to the Lord Jesus coming. And as what James Gore says, that we are on this side, and this is a decade where we are going to cross over for those prophecy to be fulfilled. And another thing that he said that I, I agree, because this is exactly what the Lord is saying to our heart again and again, and uh, um, that he's coming for a bride that is spotless, wrinkle-free. And so that was the third thing that he said, that God is going to set up us up on a journey of holiness, holiness, holiness. And in intimacy with him as his bride, I believe that is where we will be heading towards. And so I would encourage you, encourage you um, to take what I would have shared with you very seriously. And so I was challenging them that says, the world tells us to chase after the things of the world. That it is, you are not complete unless you found a partner, unless you have a house. No, unless you have a car, unless you have a house, unless you have a partner, unless you have children. Then I would say, then in that case, then you are considered as successful. Then in that case, I tell them, Jesus is the least successful man. He doesn't have any of it. Paul is also the least successful man because he doesn't have any of this. But he is one of the greatest apostles. And so therefore, we really need the Lord to speak to our heart what is on his heart. Thank you so much. In conclusion, I would say this afternoon from 3 to 9 o'clock, we are having our... All right, who wants, to, who wants to grow in the intimacy with God? Who wants to grow in prayer? Pastor Kelly, can I ask you to come up and, and, and pray for us? Um, before I just give over to you, see what he's, what he's doing. Um, and just one thing that's, that I just felt anxious to share. Um, I've been privileged to, to be part of a couple of conferences over the world. Um, I was in the Empower 21 in Israel uh, I was at an Empower 21 conference in Singapore. I was in Indonesia, which there's an incredible revival. More than a million people coming to Christ every year. And most of them are um, um, Muslim, they call it MBBs, Muslim background believers. Um, incredible revival. In, and, and there's also an amazing prayer room, prayer tower, sorry, prayer tower, where they just pray for the nations. Um, but I think what I've, what I've noticed is, you know, at different of these conferences, one in Johannesburg as well, um, a lot of these, you know, in the Western conferences, you, you hear of a lot of stories of back then, you know, back in the day when Smith Wigglesworth was around or back in the day. And the, all the stories was, all the, the narrative is about what did God do then, what can he do today? Right, so there's that, that faith and expectation. When you go to the East, 
um, to Indonesia, Singapore, you hear about what is God doing now, right? The revivals that are happening now. And it's incredible. The, the, the one is inspiring and the other one is even more inspiring because it's like, okay, God is doing it now. Can he do it here, right? Can he do it in this place? And we, we're all aware of the prophecies of the southern tip of Africa. Every person, every prophet, every man or woman of God that has come to Cape Town has seen a similar variation of the same picture, fire that comes from, you know, from the southernmost tip of Africa and goes into, into Africa. So we're privileged to, to have that as a prophecy concerning, you know, like Ali also said, we've been chosen as a, as a doorway, um, our nation, into, into the world. And um, I can share a lot more about that. But, but let's, let's stand this morning. And um, we're all called to prayer. Amen? Did you know that? Jesus said, my house will be a house of prayer. Right? Prayer is not a gifting. Prayer is something we all do. Jesus says, when you come together and pray, not if you come together and pray. Um, and then he says, pray our Father. In other words, there's a, there's a community of people that continuously pray. Then there's faith. We can talk about that. Um, but God has chosen to, for us to access His power through what we call prayer. All right? And there's, there's lots we can know. There's lots we can learn. There's uh, the enablement of the Holy Spirit, right? Speaking in tongues and so on that enables us to pray better. But all of us are called to prayer, right? And so I'm going to just ask Pastor Kali to pray for us, and let's just respond by raising our hands. Thank you, Pastor. Ida riando de daria sharianda, ora carriando de daria sharianda, ida riando de daria sharianda, ora carriando de daria sharianda, ora carriando de daria sharianda, ora carriando de daria sharianda. Ora carriando de daria shariande, i dariando de daria shariande de dariande. Ora carriando de daria shariande, ora carriando de daria shariande, i dariando de daria shariande, ora carriando de daria shariande, i dariando de daria shariande. Let's join our voice together. Let's cry out to God. Let's cry out to God for South Africa. Let's cry out to God. Let's cry out to Him. Let's cry out to God for His mercy. For His mercy upon this land. For His favor upon South Africa. For His mighty revival to come upon South Africa. Let's continue to pray in the Spirit. Let's stoke that fire of revival. His plans, His desire. 
his agenda for South Africa to be fulfilled in the mighty name of Jesus. He says we do not have because we did not ask. And even as we ask, we ask with the wrong motive. And that's why we did not receive. But this morning, we are going to pray with the right motive. And that is what is on his heart. And that is revival. And that is to see souls saved in this nation in the mighty name of Jesus. God's heart is not only for South Africa, but for the continents of Africa, for the nations of the world. And so what we are asking this morning is in line with his heart. It's totally what he has in mind. And Father, we thank you that this is an era, a new era, 5780-2020, a conversion a conversion 2020 speaks of sight and as we see we declare and so lord we want to pray this morning oh mighty god we want to decree this morning that this is a new era a new era where you are going to do mighty things oh god mighty things for south africa mighty things for africa in the mighty name of jesus Father, you have spoken through your servant, Andrew Murray, that the revival fire will come from the deep, will come from South Africa, will come from Cape Town, and that you will sweep through the whole continent of Africa. Father, this morning, we call it into being in the name of Jesus. That which you have spoken, that which you have released, will come forth in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, you are going to set this nation on fire. Fire of love for you, oh God. And your body of Christ in this nation will live with full abandonment of themselves unto you, oh God. Giving their all to you, oh God. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we call it the Bridal Army coming forth, oh God, from Shofar Church, coming forth from Shofar Church, Harvest Hope, coming forth from Cape Town, coming forth from South Africa, in the name of Jesus, the Lord, you yourself, oh God, will raise up this Bridal Army, intimate with you, Oh yes, and soldiers of prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. And so Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask of you even now, quicken, quicken, quicken each and every one of us. Convict us of the need to make our life counts for you, to rise up as the brightest soldiers of prayer for you, oh God. Father, we will give you no rest day and night night and day until what you desire to establish in Cape Town in South Africa be accomplished in the mighty name of Jesus so Father in the name of Jesus you break every hindrances every obstacle every obstruction in the mighty name of Jesus that it will be completely demolished for your purpose and your will to come forth in these nations, 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your fire, Lord, open heaven. Pour out your fire, Holy Spirit fire, upon Cape Town, upon South Africa. And let the fire go forth to the continents of Africa. Father, we say, let it begin from this church. Let it begin from this watchtower. Let it begin with Pastor Rhino. Let it begin with Pastor Liana. Let it begin with the elders. Let it begin with the leaders and the members of this church. Father, you love to use the simple to confound the wise. For they need, Almighty God, release it upon them. Father, anoint Pastor Reno, such mighty anointing, such mighty wisdom. Oh, yes, the fear of you, the insight, the understanding, and the revelation, the counsel, and the power, the, the knowledge of Almighty God be upon Pastor Reno. Upon Pastor Rhino, the team of elders, upon Pastor Liana, upon his whole family, upon every leaders and every members of this church, that the seventh spirit of the living God will be upon them to fulfill what you have for them to do. We decree as of this day, it is a new beginning for Shova Church. A new beginning of angel mercy with you. A new beginning of your anointing, of your power, of your insight, of your understanding. New fire! New fire! New fire! Be released upon this church. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And thank you so much, Pastor Kali. The Apostle Paul says, the natural mind cannot receive the things of the Spirit. And sometimes or often what God does is not discernible in our minds, in our natural minds, but in the mind of the Spirit. If you look at Mary, the mother of Jesus, when the Holy Spirit came upon her, there was no reference for what was busy happening to her. When the Holy Spirit came and she, um, she was impregnated by the Holy Spirit, there was no example of it ever happening before, right? So, you know, not naturally discernible, amen? 